I'm Lisa Larges. I am a candidate for ministry in the Presbyterian Church under the San Francisco Presbytery. I've been a candidate since June 6, 1986. Currently, I live in Minneapolis and I'm a part of Lake Lincoln's Presbyterian Church. When I was in seminary in the late 80s, I went to San Francisco Theological Seminary, and so the um, AIDS crisis there was, in some ways, at its sort of most terrible peak, and uh, and and I got involved um, doing some care and. And counseling and, and um, that kind of thing. And anyway, the the crux for me was um, there was a there was a saying back then: silence equals death. And 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 obviously, all of these mostly young men, uh, gay men, were uh, dying, and uh, and their voices were being, in fact permanently silenced. And so it became clear to me that I couldn't remain in the church and stay in the closet as I had intended to do. Uh, and that for my own sanity and my own health, I, I at least needed to be, I, I needed to be out. And if that meant not being a part of the church, that was perfectly fine with me. And so, uh, and, I, and I got to a point where I was ready to, um, to drop out of the process altogether. And I graduated from seminary in 89 and the Committee on Preparation for Ministry in the Twin Cities area finally caught up with me maybe a year later. And so I decided that in, uh, I'm not a, in any way a rock the boat kind of person, but I, I just decided that I was so tired of um, the church not having any ownership of its really um, outrageous um, policies. Back then the policy was that it was the definitive guidance of the church that self-avowed practicing non-repentant homosexual persons could not be ordained to ministry so uh, or to, to the offices of the church. And, uh, but all of us who were LGBT, many of us, a lot of folks I knew, were either just quietly dropping out of the process or uh, continuing in the process and remaining silent. And so the church never had the beautiful opportunity to hear from us. So I, I wrote the Committee on Preparation for Ministry a letter uh, coming out to them, essentially. And, and that was sort of the start of the, my process in the Presbyterian Church. Um, the committee eventually, um, to my other, utter surprise, uh, affirmed my call to ministry and voted to certify me ready to seek a call. And, uh, and then the Presbytery, in fact, voted to uh, concur in, their, in the committee's judgment. And that started a judicial process. This was back in 1991. And, um, 
And the other thing that that did for me is that it got me in touch with people from around the country, from Presbyterians for Lesbian and Gay Concerns and um, more like Presbyterians, one the more like um, L MLCN, the more light um, something network, <laughs> anyway. Um, and, and that was amazing. And, uh, and, and it plunged me into this movement. I be, uh, came on the board of Presbyterians for Lesbian and Gay Concerns in 93. Um, also, my case um, went to the Permanent Judicial Commission at the same time as J Jamie's did. Uh, and the the church, the um, PJC in, 20, in 1992 voted to, that I couldn't uh, seek a call to ministry. I could remain a candidate, uh, but I couldn't seek a call to ministry as an openly lesbian woman. And so uh, that that's how I sort of got launched. Uh, in 2002, I um, started working with That All May Freely Serve. Um, with uh, Jamie Sparr, and uh, and honestly, these these twenty two years now since ninety three really uh, has given me my life's work, and has given me um, this community of people to be connected with, and. Um, the cost that the church has taken on our um, community has been absolutely horrendous. Uh, and at the same time, um, in my own life, the opportunity to um, form these deep um, friendships with so many extraordinary people is a gift that the church gave me, for which I am incredibly grateful. Uh, my own my own process continued. The um, uh, board of that all may freely serve saw my position and Janie's position as called positions, and so um, I went back to the committee on preparation for ministry to seek to be certified. Uh, ready to receive a call so that I could, in fact, be ordained to my work with that on may freely serve. The committee turned me down, and uh, and then eventually the um, church had a, um, approved a process of, um, it affirmed a process of scrupling, the General Assembly did, uh, by which a person could make a statement of conscience uh, if they had a serious disagreement with a part of the uh, Book of Order. And the, the Presbytery could then, uh, on a case-by-case -case basis, determine whether that scruple or statement of conscience um, was significant enough as to uh, not permit somebody from uh, doing ministry in the church, or whether, in fact, um, that person could continue in ministry uh, with their statement of conscience noted. So I did that, and that took us back into the vortex of the judicial process, uh, which took uh, eight years, really, to resolve itself. Um, and by the time that process finished, the, the judicial process finished, 
uh, I, I was ready to leave my um, position with that on my freely serve. That was 2012. And so I, I continued to um, remain, I remain a candidate for ministry. Um, the other two points I want to make along the way are um, that this movement, like all movements, has had an internal cost among us as well. Um, we've certainly, uh, in addition to being battered by the church, uh, we've done our own share of battering one another. And, um, and um, for a lot of us for whom um, this work has been so significant, it, it means that we can uh, dig ourselves into uh, doctrinal positions or dogmatic positions from time to time. And that, and that has hurt us along the way. Uh, and uh, and maybe helped us too, um, but uh, in the f um, fights that we've had between um, our various organizations, um, the um, the um, disagreements about what being out and not being out, and et cetera, and all of that meant and. And 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 um, in the early days, um, again the the um, tensions between gay men and lesbian women, and then between gays and lesbians and bisexual and transgender folks, uh, we have um, had to work through all of those things, and uh, and and we've certainly hurt um, folks within our community and our straight allies along the way too. And so I, um, I, I don't want our history uh, to overlook those internal struggles. Um, and, and finally, I, 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 I simply want to return to what this movement has given me. Um, I really, I have met such extraordinary people and the, um, the gift of friendship that I've gained along the way and of spiritual mentorship um, has certainly changed me forever. Uh, the spiritual disciplines in my life that are good and positive and healthy, I've gained uh, because I've been a part of this community. And I've had teachers who have taught me um, about what hospitality means, about what it is that everybody has a place at the table, um, uh, uh, about um, loving those who persecute you um, and about caring for one another. And I, uh, I, I'm, I can't be anything but grateful for having been a part of this. And I think that's all I have to say. <clears throat> Do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so the, there are a few striking things for me about your uh, about your uh, your story 
Um, and the first one was the, the choosing between identities. The, the identity as, as you had related um, it to your call mm. and your identity as a person and as a person who was proclaiming, uh, claiming their own sexuality and their mm -hmm. full identity. I'd uh -huh. like you to give, if you could double click that for a minute and talk about, um, just kind of give some more uh, detail to the extent that it's, it's, it's comfortable about that, that struggle, that, that, that moment of decision, that when you're left or right, the time when you actually had to choose and did. So in, um, in, by the time I finished seminary, I was 24 years old or so, uh, and st still pretty young, and uh, and full of all of the insecurities of a 24-year-old. And, and I s certainly, as I said before, I... I had a lot of nice qualities, but courage necess wasn't necessarily one of them. And and I certainly w uh, was a person who wanted to avoid conflict at all costs. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, I, but the AIDS epidemic in San Francisco was so powerful, so radicalizing in a way. And... Uh, so made it so clear to me that we had to take care of each other and also made it so clear that um, my connection with the church uh, I, I just I, I for myself I no longer had the privilege of um, staying in the closet and and that uh, and from my own path, that would be damaging to me, and so um, so that that's 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 why I sort of initially came out to the committee on preparation for ministry. And the other thing that happened then, especially when the that committee on preparation for ministry met. Um, and affirmed my call to ministry, um, it, 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 it gave me my call back. I was, I was certainly ready to set it aside, and it gave me my call back. And, the, and along the way, it became clear to me that I was called to the process of being a candidate for ministry and of... Um, of, of being faithful to that process. And Janie would say, um, you know, you have to be willing to be curriculum for the church. And, and if you're not ready, if you're not willing to be curriculum, if that isn't your call, then it's going to kill you and, and don't do it. But if you have this internal sense that you are called to be curriculum for the church, to be... Um, the live person with the human story that through which the church can come to understand um, 
the real effects of its oppressive policies, uh, then then you have to follow that call. And so, from from my uh, work in this movement, um, I, I have more than anything, certainly more than feeling called to ministry, I have felt called to this process. So, uh, again, that, that, that's um, something that, I've, that I got from this movement and from this community of beautiful people was that sense of calling. Um, last question is your reflections on this gathering. As really, you mentioned the in, internal struggles um, which, you know, mm -hmm. by one, you know, forest fire is yeah. good for the forest, but right. you know, bad for the people who want yeah. to live there. Um, what do you see in the, you, there's been a lot of talk in the, uh, in, in the sessions mm -hmm. about the concept of reconciliation as uh -huh. relates to the process in terms of ministry. In yeah. terms of the reconciliation of the groups, I'm feeling, I'm, my observation is that this gathering is both celebrating and healing also and I want right. to just kind of get your reflection on on that aspect of all of all of you being together well that's that's such a good question and you know, I think that the larger church now that has approved um, ordination and approved um, that its pastors can marry same-gender couples in, in states where it's legal, I, I think um, the church just wants to move on. And, and I, I sort of imagine that it's the same for um, a lot of us, that uh, now that we've sort of come this far, we are reluctant to go back and look at the way in which we wounded one another. Um, but my guess is that uh, someday um, it would make a big difference to, um, to the health of our community and the health of our movement and the, and the depth of our faith if we could do that. And so, you know, I, I guess that the other part of that is, um, I, I can start, <laughs> and and I, and I can certainly say that um, I have had my own times of self righteousness, and um, for my gay and lesbian sisters and brothers, and uh, with whom I've differed about strategy, about being out or not being out. Um, if I've ever, um, which I'm sure I have, um, caused someone to feel like they didn't belong in this movement or they weren't doing the right thing, I, I, I ask their forgiveness. And, and for um, our straight allies um, and others in the movement with whom I've had serious disagreements about strategy, um, you know, I can only say now that I understand how deeply you were trying to be faithful and how much uh, I was trying to be faithful to. And I'm sorry that we didn't do it better, that we didn't do it in a way that caused less harm to each other, and that 
uh, I'm sorry for the ways in which I, I challenged your integrity. And, and, and so for, for all of those folks too, I ask your forgiveness. And, um, and, and I hope that we can model what forgiving one another can mean. Amen. Wow. Thank you. Yeah.